Hi there, thanks for tuning in to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to jhicksconsulting.com to check out college recruiting resources, consulting services, and Jill's exciting new membership site, Recruiting 101. We hope you enjoy this next podcast here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks, and I'm super excited about this series that I'm going to be doing, um, interviewing several families that are actually in the process of recruiting, not afterwards when it feels so good to have it all done, but actually right in the process. And the reason I wanted to do it this way is because I do feel like so many of you are going through the same things and to not feel alone and to just hear from reality of just, you know, other moms and dads and what they're going through as parents. I know I've done this before, often after someone's made a commitment. And, and, you know, the reason for that oftentimes is because a lot of people do want confidentiality, even though so much is on social media and the girls kind of know each other and they follow each other um, I was hoping we could do this. We're going to do our best to not, you know, not make it be about any athlete specifically, but just what is this family going through? And is it similar to what you're going through? And hopefully it'll bring some insight, even to families who haven't started the process, what it's really like and what your emotions might feel at times. So welcome, welcome, our first anonymous interviewee. Thanks for joining me today. And we're going to start with having you tell our audience a little bit of your gymnast background. So I'd love to hear her year of graduation, her level. um, Does she have some schools she's talking to? And what are her best events? Okay. So my gymnast has been doing gymnastics since she was three. Um, She played a lot of sports when she was younger and at about fourth grade or fifth grade, she decided she only wanted to do gymnastics. She just loved it. And um, so she's been in it since then and she's a 2024. So she's graduating next year. She's a senior and she is in level 10. She's been level 10. This will be our third year in level 10. And um she is talking to some schools, but it's hard to get answers back. She's been emailing for a good year and <laughs> sometimes she gets an answer and, you know, then she'll answer back and there'll be no, nothing in response. So that's a little frustrating. I think it's hard to motivate somebody that isn't getting immediate responses, especially in this generation with mm-hmm. immediate response kind of society we have. Mm-hmm. So I think it's building her character, <laughs> mm. you know, making her more tenacious because, you know, you have to keep working at it. I think that's a hard part though, is trying to motivate mm-hmm. them to, because I, I could do all the emails for her, but I really don't want that to come from me. I want it to come from her. Mm-hmm. So I think I've, I've struggled with keeping her motivated mm. through that. Tell me more about that. So what kind of things are you finding work really well to keep her motivated and what things maybe are causing tension? Well, I think 
um, it helps when we actually meet with you because you're a different person saying, you know, basically the same thing that her dad and I say to her. Yep. So I think that that helps in one sense. And in another sense, I think um, just trying not to talk about it constantly and mm-hmm. just to choose like one day, I think you had that suggestion in the beginning, like, okay, Sunday's the day I'm going to be the nag, you know, and have you posted your videos? Have you done your emails? You know, and she'll say things, of course, to me, like, it's just bothering me. I don't, I just don't want to talk about it, you know, but then she'll do it and and then she'll feel happy afterwards. And especially if she gets a response. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's worked. So not, not being kind of a nag constantly and then trying to talk now that we're getting so close, you know, try, not trying to talk about college in general mm-hmm. all the time, you know, yeah. but other things, do other things, talk about a vacation or, you know, just what's going on at school or Mm-hmm. With friend group or like right now we're getting ready for homecoming. So that kind of thing. So good. Yeah. Perfect. And it is hard. It's on your mind. It's on your husband's mind, probably because you love her and you're thinking about her. Um, and then it's on her mind. So it's like this little thing is floating <laughs> around the house all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and until it's solved, it's just always yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. I- this is the hardest point I think we've been at because, you know, applications are coming up. So we're starting them. We're starting the process and, you know, obviously don't have a commitment. So you, you know, I think she questions herself often. Like, I don't even know if I'm good enough to do it. I don't, you know, right. I'm just, maybe I won't do it just because she doesn't want to take that risk. Right. You know, and fail. So, but we keep, you know, trying to talk to her about how, you know, you've got to take the risk and if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you've done everything you can and that's all you can do. And that's kind of okay. a good life lesson, I yeah. think. So you yourself were a student athlete in college. Yeah. And how is it different, the recruiting process when you went through it as compared to your daughter going through it? Completely different. I just think that, um, well, the social media, obviously, and um, I, it was like you just went to a meet and then you met someone wherever the people that in, you were in school with went, you kind of went and visited a couple of schools and it was just so much more low key. I mean, even being a student athlete, you know, school came first <laughs> and we were kind of like, well, you go to school and then, you know, you can do your sport, but the right. professors didn't care. <laughs> you know, you were on the hook for doing everything. Um, it's just not, it's not, it wasn't as major of a deal to be right. kind of unusual to be a student athlete, actually. I know. I was just thinking, did yes. I know any other friends in high school when I went through it um, who, who did athletics in college? I, I'm sure there was a couple, but like rare, it was rare. And, uh, you know, I think so it wasn't something that you really, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody is always trying to, whatever sport they're playing is trying to get, use that to get into college. So I think there's just a lot more competition. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, the whole process, I went through it with my boys and, um, it's a similar process. Um, it's frustrating. I think when people coaches in particular, you know, either don't answer or they do answer and they lead you along. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you have it, they don't, then they stop answering. And I think you, there's mm-hmm. a lot of questioning of, and we didn't have that, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of just went and then decided. <laughs> that is so true. So when you think about their self-esteem, Oh, yeah. um, you know, riding this roller coaster of emotions. I mean, it's got to be painful 
as that has been the hardest thing for me because my daughter has really good self-esteem. I feel like all three of my children do. And, um, they, it, it is a character builder because, you know, they haven't failed at a lot of things in their life. And so to have that sort of, and then to see people around you that commit and you don't, and, and because we have this social media and because, we see it constantly in our face. I think it makes it even worse. I mean, you are constantly reminded uh, of everyone else succeeding. So internally, if you, you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. You know, and I tried to do that one podcast not too long ago. It's like such a small percentage of girls who are going on official visits and posting all the hoopla. I I bet it's 10%, 10, you know, maybe of the athletes actually go on more than a couple visits and can post all the hoopla. It's a small, small number. Most recruiting is just like what you're going through. I'm not kidding. Really, it is, especially the kids who went through COVID because they're still playing catch up, you know? And if they had an injury or they changed, uh, didn't get to level 10, for whatever reason, you know, they're still, they're still going to hit their prime this year. And, and also have a lot of kids that are left in college that are having COVID years. So you have right. a lot of repeats. So the, the, yep. they're a little crowded. I think if we start, once we start weaning those athletes out, I think that the recruiting will be a little yeah. more open. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but you so know, what kind of things do you say to your recruit, your, your gymnast, when you can tell her self-esteem is being impacted negatively, like what, what do you say when she doesn't get responses and you can just feel it? Do you, can you say anything to her that makes her feel better? Or do you feel like you just, I find that I am not the best at her and I, I think because we are so close, have a difficult time with that part of the communication. I try to just kind of say one or two things and just remind her of like the to-do list part. Like sometimes I won't even say anything. I'll write the list down and Mm. hand it to her just to not have that negative interaction. Cause Mm -hmm. I can feel that she feels negative and kind of down on herself about it. My husband actually does a really good job Mm -hmm. about it because he didn't play. He chose not to be a college athlete. Mm. He was recruited to be one. So he has a little bit different perspective Mm -hmm. and, um, we're always telling her, you know, we don't expect this of you. This is your choice. Um, so we, we said that with all of our kids and I do believe if they don't feel that in their heart that they want to do it, then it's going to be not going to work out. So Hmm. I think we just always, I think that's the only thing that we do say constantly to her. We still love you. No matter what happens here, you, you can get there or not get there. You can just have a plain old college experience. It's just perfectly fine. Yeah. So totally. those kind of things, I think help. That's she, great. Very yeah. hard on herself. So she's a perfectionist, you know, so. Oh, and I remember when my daughters went through it, the last person they wanted giving them advice was me. <laughs> it was exactly. like, Your mom knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were some hard days. Um, okay. So what are your greatest hopes for your gymnast in regards to going to college and doing athletics? If it does work out, um, that she, you mean when she gets there, what is, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, like your hopes right now, when you get excited to see her 
you know, I, I, do, I do believe that being a part of a team and, and having fun at gymnastics again, um, cause that's why she's done it for so many years. She kind of forgot a little bit here with all the pressure. I know it, she loves competition. She loves performing. And, um, my hope is to get into a college situation where she has a coach that realizes mm -hmm. that this is fun again. And I'm a team and I'm having fun and um, enjoying the sport. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? And it kind of, when you strip everything down, you realize, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in so long because there's been all these to-do lists, you know, to get them recruited. It takes everybody. I mean, it really, you know, it takes their, their, club coach it takes the parents and I know my husband was much better with our daughters than I was so I agree with you on that one he just could say things that they they received a lot better than me um and then it takes sometimes um you know just a friend who's saying you can do this you know in the gym and stuff morale a lot of I do agree with that having a good friend in the gym has been a lifesaver for her um hmm send emails with her, you know, they talk mm -hmm. about their, you know, their ups and downs and, and their roundabout things. And I do believe that that's very helpful. You're right. You need all, it's a village, yeah. I guess, for a reason. Right? Yeah. yeah. You never know what day, what they need, but every, everybody can have an impact in a positive way. Um, what's your greatest fear? Um, as you go through the process, do you ever wake up and just kind of go in the middle of the night, like, <gasps> what about this? What about that? I think my greatest fear is that she gives up before mm. she really knows mm. what she's capable of. So if she goes through the whole process and it doesn't work out, um, then I know that she's done everything she can. But if, she, if she just quits, like, I think I have a fear of quitting, you know, in the middle yeah. of something you can see it to the end and graduate and then go on and feel like I've had, I've done everything I could do. Mm -hmm to make this successful and then, you know, be okay with that. Move on after that. So yeah. I, that's my biggest fear for her. Right. Because I don't want her to have regrets. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, down further down life, you know, it's like you look back on some of those major decisions and go, Oh gosh, what if, you know, what I'll if? give you an example. So I, the kids played music when they were young, the piano mm -hmm. and stuff. I gave them lessons and they, and they, kind of complained about it. And the other day, my older son looked at me and he goes, why did you, why did you let me stop taking piano? And I go, yeah. Well, the battle was just not worth it anymore. But yeah. that's one of the things that I, I don't want to be blind. I mean, you already blamed moms are blamed for everything, I think anyway, but yeah, uh, you don't want to be, have that regret, you know, later on. Yeah. I guess that's my fear. I learned that once um, I was going through some real issues with one of my kids and I was like, I called one of my friends, actually, she was one of my um, roommates in college. And I just said, I'm going through a really hard time. I just need someone to talk to outside of the circle. And she asked me, what is your greatest fear in this situation with your child? And I, I realized I really try to hide my fears. And so I try not to show um, as an athlete or whatever. And once I said it out loud, I was like, oh my gosh, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's not the end. Like, I don't know. It's funny 
how fears can really capture us. Just like what your daughter might be going through and wondering how this is all going to work out. She probably has it really, you know, it's hard not to make it a 10, you know, but once you say it out loud, it's like, okay, well, that could happen. Chances are it won't. And then it kind of takes that pressure off because, you know, you never know how much of that. I know when parents hire us as advisors, they also are a little bit nervous because then they know their daughter's going to be having to talk about it more. Right. It's kind of like, can we just go through the process and not have to. But it's actually so helpful to talk through. I mean, I know some of the meetings with you. We uh, we were in a bad place. And then afterwards, we hang up she's more motivated. She's able to, you know, be more focused and she has a plan. So just verbalizing it. I think, especially I think for girls, it's very, very helpful. I do remember that on our last session, I couldn't tell for sure. But then as we were talking, I was like, Whoa, I could tell she is really stressed. And then we got talking and I was able to express, no, 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 this and this and this, you know, Yep. This and that, it's going to be fine. You know, she was so, both of you guys were really, yeah. really yes, and exactly. it does yeah. help. It helps to have somebody just reassure you like a friend or, yeah, know, you know, somebody that knows more than we do about something. Um, it's really, yep. it's really reassuring and helpful. So I do believe that that's really helped. Oh, that's good to hear. I always like to hear that. Um, what tips, last question, what tips would you, besides what you've already shared, you know, the not talking about it every day, it's a great one, but are there any other tips um, that you'd like to share that might be helpful to parents um, that have helped you? I think the one thing that I always come back to is that I know she, just like my boys did, will end up where they're meant to be. And they're so happy where they are. And it was, I remember the moments when it was a huge stress for them in Mm -hmm. each moment, but I mean, they're so happy now. So I just know that that is on the other side of the tunnel. It will be whatever it is. It'll be the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that's the best advice I can give. (laughs) The only thing that gets me through those moments where I just want to yeah. Scream and cry or whatever you want to do. You know? when, when your boys went through, I know they weren't in gymnastics, but um, did they get recruited more? I Maybe I've asked you this before more in their senior year or so my oldest didn't, re- uh, didn't get recruited until May. Um, he was, he was talking to schools all along, but of his senior year of his senior year. So, okay. and, and ended up going and, and, and doing well. And it went all five years and uh, did really great. And then my other son was a little earlier, but so okay. I think it's not unusual, but I mean, every, all of his friends were getting, you know, committed and mm-hmm. signing and, you know, he wasn't, but he, he's a really positive thinker, but I know he felt discouraged as well. You know, yeah. those moments where he's like, I, I don't even know if I want to do it anymore, you know? So I do I have know. to reflect back on that. <laughs> like, oh, this. I do have that at least a little experience to help with. Yeah. Yeah. That, and he's been just, it's been a perfect, it was such a great fit for him and it just worked out and it was amazing. So I do remember sharing just recently last week, maybe with a family and saying, look, most sports, they don't get recruited till their senior year. Yes. It's just, we're seeing all those early ones and girls are so social. So they put it all out there and all yes. the hoopla, you know, and, but 
that's only a small percentage of girls that get to go through it that way. Everybody else, I'm seeing more and more, it's happening more in their senior year. And often makes sense, especially for gymnastics, because Mm -hmm. I really feel like you don't know what's going to happen in this sport. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, there is such maturity and, and, you know, they can get hurt, you know, and I don't know. I just think it's better to recruit later. You really know they're ready for college and they're ready to be on a team and they have the skills and the temperament to mm-hmm. be an athlete in college. So I, it's smart, I think, for uh, you know coaches to do that and wait and see. Yeah, and I want to share, I know when we came up with our last action plan at our last meeting, uh, we really um, pulled apart the schools and went, okay, which ones are you going to apply to without gym- the sport? Yeah. Only a couple, just in case that's not our plan, but got to do it. Then which ones are you talking to right now? Let's apply to those. And then a few of your reach. So then she really relaxed. It was like, okay, okay, okay. So I got and to be and good news about that. And because she's going to a showcase and there were some schools on there that she hadn't emailed. And so because they're going to be there, she emailed out and she actually got some responses from schools he, she hadn't even been talking to. So, Love I mean, it. even though you have this plan, just be flexible right. and be able to, you know, go with a different plan. Right. You don't know what's going to happen with that either. So, and by the way, for all you parents out there, there are ways to get into a college if they want you for athletics in the spring when applications are already turned in. Not all the schools, but a lot of schools have to do it that way because they know they're not recruiting till spring. So there is an avenue at a lot of the schools. So if that's your daughter, just remember, a lot of girls get recruited around that corner of their senior year and they will be able to get in to those schools. Of course, depending on their, their grades and test scores and all that, but yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen too. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, this has been really wonderful. Thank you for being so honest and sharing, you know, you're still in it. I mean, that's what these, I want these podcasts to be about is the truth and that people aren't alone and it's okay to still be in it. And we will be celebrating when we get this all done. (laughs) Yes, we will. We'll be the sigh of relief. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, have a Thank great you. rest of your evening. And for all of the all of you out there, just remember there's going to be several of these that I'm going to do. Not all of them will fit your situation, but I think many of them will. And I think it'll be really fun to hear directly from JH families and you know, kind of the honest truth of the recruiting process. So thanks so much. You all righty. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. And until next time, we are in your corner. Stay tuned for more great content for the parent and athlete here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks.